and welcome to the first ECE Quality Ireland podcast of 2023. I'm Celine Govern. And I'm Paula Walsh. And welcome back um, to a new year. And we hope to have lots of podcasts, lots of interesting topics for you in 2023. Um, but the topic that we're looking at this week um, is something that um, is sort of following on from a um, some of the information that we shared and conversations that were going on across social media and our own social media on EC Quality Ireland on Twitter last week, which was to do with the professional title for um, our sector. Um, so we're looking at really early childhood education and care or um, the department's title for the sector of early learning and care. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I suppose it's quite topical at the moment and we're seeing it um, we're seeing it being discussed across all social media platforms. One of the reasons, I think, for the renewed interest in it is that the a lot of the colleges, the PLC colleges who offer level five and six are currently um, advertising their courses for September 2023 intake with this new title. They're moving away from what is the universally and recognized title of ECEC, Early Childhood Education and Care, and they're moving and changing the titles of their level five and level six courses to ELC, Early Learning and Care. It's a title that is only used, as far as I'm aware, and we stand to be corrected on it, in Ireland. And it's only in recent years that that has happened. And I suppose our conversation that we've been having, Paula, is why has that happened do we want it? Do we like it? Do we want it to change? Do we feel it should be reviewed? And what does it mean for our sector in Ireland that we have a name that is not internationally recognised? That's really concerning. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I would hazard a guess that a lot of people and especially a lot of perhaps educators on the ground aren't aware of this change yeah. that's coming down the line. Now, the history, I suppose, behind it is that, um, you know, the level five, six, sevens and eight, you know, the programs were all sort of redefined in the last few years. There was a new set of descriptors of what the programs need to cover, um, published or, you know, yep. written or whatever the proper term is. Mm-hmm. And this is what then QQI um, then will have providers structuring their courses at level five and six around. Um, Obviously, the colleges and universities have to use it, have to look at these uh, program descriptors as well. But in terms of the level five and six, um, you know, is what we're looking at at the moment because of the fact that they've had to submit all of their um, all of their courses for revalidation to QQI. Um, who certify all the courses. Mm-hmm. And the result of that is that um, their newly certified courses or their newly validated courses will now start in September, um, as you said, um, under the guise of, uh, what is it? It's called yeah. a certificate in er- early learning and care is the level yeah. five and yeah. an advanced certificate in early learning and care is the level six. Yeah. Um, now, fundamentally, I think the way they're structured and the content they're covering and, you know, um, that sort of um, what's behind them, you know, is excellent when you look at them because the level five will build on the level six. There'll be less repetition between the two. It'll be, you know, there's actually there's actually a lot more academically in there. Yeah. But yet what we're concerned about is 
is the name early learning and care suitable for what these are covering, suitable for the role that these individuals who get qualified are going to go into? And are, are people going to be happy to have early learning and care on their certificate, you know, uh, yeah, when they go out to work in the sector? So, mm. you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I know you've been involved in rewriting some of the descriptors for level five and level six. So, I mean, you're very knowledgeable about what's going in there. And I agree with you that the content is incredible mm. and that the changes that are being made, which is bringing the level fives and level six and streamlining them with the level seven and eight, particularly for people who take that PLC route, as you said to me, the reality is that they shouldn't get to a level seven, for example, and not have heard some of the terminology, for example, in their level five and level six. So that there should be, you know, a much easier transition. They should be learning about things from the beginning and that, you know, one leads to the other seamlessly. And that's brilliant. And the content is brilliant. I suppose our discussion is around why are they changing the names? And I suppose, I suppose the question is, does it matter? Is terminology important? Yeah. You know, so so should we be upset by the term ELC, early learning and care? I mean, when I say to you, I have a qualification in early learning and care, what does that conjure up? Mm. You know, well, what do I do? Yeah, and to me, my I I don't like it, right? I'm just going to put my lay my cards on the table straight away, okay. right? I think yeah. education needs to be in there, okay? Um, yeah. yes, learning is is an important part, um, mm-hmm. you know, but learning is what the child does, and I think education is how we help to, you know, it's part of learning is obviously part of education, but we are an educator, yeah. we're not the learner, yeah. you know. Yeah. So we're facilitating the learning as an educator. Um, So I think by early learning and care, it's actually sort of, where's the educator's role in that? Where's our role in that? You know, it it sort of Mm. gives Mm. an impression of our role being quite a passive thing. Yes. You know, Um, if we maybe go back and look originally where it came from, just to put it into context. So it came really. How are we here? Yeah. Yeah. So, the DCYA, now the DCE DIY. So in mm-hmm. 2016, they published first five. Yes. And as part of that, then um, this new terminology came out of that. So mm-hmm. um, Minister Catherine Zapone was the minister for the sector at the time. And she introduced this term early learning and care. So we have a clip here that she recorded um, as part of a take five for first five series that um where she, where Catherine Zapone was sort of explaining different things to do with first five. So, and this one is specifically to do with why the term early learning and care was chosen. So we'll have a listen okay. to that now yeah. and then we'll come back because um, it'll just put it into context. So I think this clip was from 2019. So I just want to briefly add in at this point that this clip of Catherine's poem talking is about two minutes long. Um, we couldn't really make it shorter because a lot of what she says is really relevant to the conversations we have afterwards in relation to um, talking about whether early learning and care is a suitable term for um, the sector. I certainly have always believed that language is really important uh, and that language not only reflects a reality of what it is that we do, but it also can point towards what it is that we hope for and how things can change and also to communicate clearly to a wide range of audiences what it is that we're doing. I am aware of the fact that, and the department is as well, that the phrase or term ECEC, Early Childhood Education and Care, is an internationally accepted 
effective phrase in relation to, um, I suppose, the work that the professionals are engaged in. I'm also aware that that's uh, maybe a more difficult term to utilize in terms of communicating with all of our various stakeholders, including parents and families. The most important thing, though, I think, is, is that we're trying to do in, in, in choosing early learning and care is to um, suggest that we maybe need to move beyond the one word child care, first of all, because that doesn't reflect what our professionals are doing, especially with our youngest children up to the age of five. What it is is that they're engaged in working with children to support their learning and also to care for them. Uh, and so um, we want to maybe find some new language to reflect what is going on across a wide range of professional settings that's easily understandable uh, and that can be easily communicated. That's the most important thing I want to say. Now. The second piece, though, is it's true to say that, um, you know, if ultimately our members, the key members and stakeholders, such as your, your membership, you know, really still challenge that and aren't comfortable with it, it doesn't work, then, then we can review that. Um, I think it's a good move forward in terms of an ambitious new strategy. And as I said, that not only reflects what we're doing, but can point us in new directions. And I'd invite people to try it on to see how it works. And let's then move forward in that spirit. Firstly, I mean, she, is still, yeah. she, she started out by acknowledging it's the internationally accepted term. And we know that, right? Yes. Which it yes. is. We look at OEC documentation. We yeah. look at, if you, you know, look up in any other part of the world. And we've spoken to people from Canada, from the UK. Yeah. It's early childhood education. Um, okay. In Australia, it's the same thing, you know. Um, so it's internationally accepted. Why do we then want to have a different term? So, firstly, she tried. She was justifying it by saying, "Well, it means it's it, it it's an easier term to communicate what we do." Is it? What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think we need an an easier language to communicate what we do. I think the word education is is um, very well understood in Ireland. We have an amazing education system at all levels, and the word, the term education, um, it seems to me to be the easiest word, in fact, to understand. It, it, it seems to me to be easier than learning. Yeah. In fact. Um, I mean, there's lots of ways they could have gone. I mean, they could have said early education and care, which would have been EEC, and I know you know, their the EEC, but like we haven't used that term in ages when we use the EU. So we could have gone with EEC, early education and care. Mm. Yeah, so, we could, yeah. You know, I mean, some of the things that jarred with me a little bit is she says language is important. We would agree. Language is very important. And, and I know yeah. I asked you, does terminology matter? And I was asking you kind of, you know, it was rhetorical because of course I believe terminology does matter and it is very, very important. And she's, but she says it reflects the reality. She thinks ELC reflects the reality of what we do. And I think to leave out education from the terminology doesn't reflect what we do. Mm. I, think it, yeah. I, think, I think it does the polar opposite. Yeah, I'd agree with you. And I think it comes back to that sort of, it actually places us in a passive role. So it's not yeah. really talking about what we do. It's talking about what we support the child to do. And yes. what the fundamental, fundamentally, those learning needs of the of the children, but like yes. it, it, it takes. It, I think it actually completely removes what we do. Yeah, you know, and I, I think you're. I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think the title 
is more about the child and less about the educator. But the mm -hmm. reality is the title belongs to the educator. Yeah. This is one of those situations in the sector where it doesn't belong to the child. It's one of those few things, in fact, in the sector that actually does belong to the adult and to the educator. And this is mm -hmm. their qualification and it's their title. Yeah. And, you know, to have taken it off us without consultation, um, I think was unfair. And yeah. I think the, the, the conversation is now, I've sp I spoke to, I have, um, there was a survey done by ACP in April 2022, which is... That's the Association that of Childhood yeah. Professionals. Yeah, yeah, sorry, the Association of Childhood Professionals. And I did speak to them yesterday and ask if I could make reference to it. So Mick Kenny said, yes, I could. Um, the wonderful Mick who we've had on, our, um, I think it was on our last podcast, so they had an amazing response to their survey. They had 2,306 professionals from all, you know, mm -hmm. from educators to providers to academics to researchers, et cetera, community, private, across the board. And um, so that was a great number, okay? So that oh, that's, yeah, that is a yeah. cohort that we can, we can strongly um, take the results from, right? And it's very clear, 93% of the sector want the terminology ECEC, 93%. And that's made up of educators, students, tutors, lecturers, owners, managers, researchers, and support development. Now, I mean, that's a very strong response, isn't it? Absolutely, I mean, that to yeah. me indicates, that alone indicates to me that the review that Catherine Sapone promised we could have if we wanted it, that to me is saying we want it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know the the the, the gathering of um, input for the survey that PME, the Professional Education yeah. Managers Ireland um, professional body are gathering. We encourage moment. people really strongly to do. It's on their media yeah. platforms. I know I've shared it on my Instagram page. We and, shared um, it as well. Yeah. And although we're still gathering information there, you know, the results are looking it's exactly, you know, pretty much the same, the same ballpark. The same. Yeah. So yeah. the majority of people um, do want the education to be in there. And even anecdotally, yeah. when you look at the responses that are going up on the different social media platforms, you know, when people are talking about and putting comments up about about this topic of ECEC or ELC, they're saying, hang on a second, you know, mm -hmm. we want it to be education. So so really? we really, when you look at it, we've tried it on, as she said, in uh, Catherine Sapone said we in the clip, it. we've tried it on and we don't like it. Doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my jeans after Christmas. It doesn't fit, yeah. you don't know, so yeah. we need to uh, we need to, and, to revisit know, it. But like why yeah. that's my what I'm wondering is why are we not up in arms about this? We try, we didn't like it at the time. We still don't like it. Yeah. Why have we not gone back about it yet? We got, what are we going to do? Do you know what I mean? We need to go back about this. And, yeah. you know, this is going to affect so many things, I think. Well, it really is. And mostly it's going to affect thousands of students who are heading into mm. level fives and level sixes in, 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 in the September 23 cohort, whose qualification is going to say something fundamentally different to what mine says. Yeah, I think you're dead right. It puts a question mark 
you know, Absolutely. well, but the people in Do the know, fear. we know what it is yeah. involved. The, the students themselves will know what they've studied, yeah. you know. But what if you want to travel abroad? Will there be proper recognition, you yeah. know, in another jurisdiction? Um, you know, or even things like um will there will it cause a divide in you know, even on the ground in the sector between, well, no, you're only in early learning and care, but I'm an early childhood educator. Yeah. Do you know? So and that's not yes. what we want. Um, that is a fear, isn't it? That, that, that is, is a fear. fear. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. We, we have had division before. We don't you know, need any more. We need a coming together of, of, yeah. of everybody. You know, and you know what the confusing thing then, and me and you have already referenced this before, is that <laughs> on the one hand, we've moved, well, we have not, the department have moved to this terminology, ELC. And but yet nurturing skills says refers to us as educators. Mm-hmm. And the new JLC rates in the ERO are referring to educator, lead educator. So yeah. there's a jarring there of terminology. And again, it just seems that we we really do struggle to just streamline this stuff, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And it's not only a jarring, it's a total contradiction. Total. You know, the total contradiction. And for anyone who doesn't know, you know, nurturing skills is the workforce development plan mm-hmm. for the sector to sort of help to move the sector towards a more professionalized sector. The whole mm-hmm. point of, of, or one of the main points of, of nurturing skills is to move towards the professionalization of the sector in response to goal D of first five, um, which is calling for a move towards professionalization and looking for 50% degree led workforce. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, it's in response to the government's own plans yeah. and policy yeah. for the sector going forward. You know, as you said, in nurturing skills, they're talking about being an educator, being a lead educator. Um, yes. But then, 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 yeah. th- then your, your, um, your certificate and your course are early learning care, no sign of the word educator. So there's going to be confusion there. Yeah, there absolutely is. And, you know, if we're saying there's going to be confusion in the sector, right amongst people who actually understand this stuff imagine the confusion amongst society and amongst parents and you know Catherine's opponent said she was trying to you know make it uh, make the language more easily accessible I think if anything this is going to just add to the confusion absolutely yeah any inroads I feel that we've made over the last few years in you know on the back of you know how much people realize you know the value of our sector and during COVID for example I think this is going backwards you know this is undermining the whole move towards the professionalization and to be honest it's a bit of an insult I think to people to parents and to other people who think to say that you know that the, that early learning care is, is is you know more understandable or or yeah. or whatever you know or more easily understood you know you wouldn't say primary education or secondary education is a difficult term for parents to understand so why is early childhood yeah. education and care difficult you know yeah. and can you imagine the uproar amongst teacher teaching unions if mm-hmm. there was suddenly a move to change the terminology to you know from from primary teaching to primary learning and care or just a primary learning or whatever yeah just to change primary care i mean there would be absolute anarchy yeah so that begs the question then is the appetite there that's is the appetite there you know yeah i mean that's the big question i uh, there is definitely the appetite there amongst certain people Hmm. so 
there is no doubt that the academics feel very strongly. Um, when I say the, ac- the academics, I speak like they're a, you know, a little group. I mean, anybody who works in academia within the sector, um, the same with researchers, lecturers, tutors, providers feel very, very, very strongly about this. I was involved with a provider group yesterday and for most of the day, the WhatsApp went over and back and over and back. And my goodness, between private and community providers and managers, they feel so strongly about it. But I'm not seeing the same conversation um, or the passion about the conversation amongst um, the educators themselves. Mm. So I don't know. I, I don't know why that is. I'm, do you know what? I'm inclined to say they're run ragged. Um, I, yeah, that, and that could definitely be part of it. There's so many things to worry about. There's so many things to do. There's so many components to the job, you know, and yeah. to, to their They're role. They're the ones on the ground. They, yeah, yeah. they don't, that, that it's, I'd hazard to say that it's nearly even a luxury to be worrying about these things sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Because you don't have the time to do anything substantial about it. Exactly. And I suppose that's where I feel as a provider, I've got 10 members of staff. And as a provider, I feel that it is my role, in a sense, to advocate for them strongly because I see how hard they work and I see the level of education Hmm. that they provide to the children as well as the learning and care. But I can definitely see that there is as much, if not more, education going on. So. But also, I suppose, you know, they do have their own representative bodies and I would hope that they would come out as well and, you know, voice this concern and speak strongly on behalf of their members as well. Because, you know, while we, the providers, are doing it, you know, I do think this is going to take a coordinated response from everybody in the sector. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm going to sort of fly the flag for PME a little bit here as well, the professional education, professional educators and managers Ireland, because just to clarify for anyone who doesn't know, you know, PME is a professional body that was established last year um, in response to um, the Nurturing Skills Workforce Development Plan, which called for a professional body. But I think, you know, people need to have clarity around what a professional body actually is. You know, it's not replacing your um, a union or a representative body in that way. So if you think of PME as like our equivalent of the teaching council, you know, it will PME will, you know, the role will be in relation to professional standards and qualifications and things like that. So, you know, that ideally you know maybe that if a provider is advertising a role they will look for somebody who's PME certified because they will like 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 a teacher would need to be teaching council certified so I would really encourage people to to have a look at PME think about joining it's not very expensive and uh, you know look it up on the social media platforms but even more importantly at the moment as well is engaging the survey that they're sending out to do with this topic because it is something that PME want to bring forward um you know, so just to highlight that they're not to be confused with a, a union. That's not what it is. Think of it like the teaching council, you know, for yeah, your professional absolutely. standards and your qualifications. But just, I suppose, coming back to, to you know, even more fundamental things like I would also, I mentioned this to you before, I'd worry about, you know, the ability for educators who need to sign on over the summer that this yeah. could impact them because I, well, you're not an educator. You're not, it, this doesn't relate yeah. to teaching, you know, or that it might yeah. undermine that it can be difficult enough anyway for, to do those things, do you know? Absolutely. Um, I think there's, there's lots of things. I think it's going to be one of those things that until it happens, 
we, we may realize not realize the knock-on effect. We we can sort of anticipate some of them. Yes. But I think there'll be things that we might go, oh God, you know, didn't see that one coming down the line, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do think that there's going to be more problems um, that we have, that we, I mean, we are already anticipating issues, but I do think that they will be multiplied and that in five years time, we'll say, gosh, we didn't think of that when we were doing that podcast. But yeah. there's another one. Well, we'll probably a... be talking about it again. That's the thing. And do you know, I'm just thinking what you were saying as well. And we were both saying about, you know, perhaps educators at level five and six aren't aware of this issue now or aren't driving with this but mm. I would say that there's two different cohorts there I would say that people who are working in the sector with level yeah. five and six they yeah. definitely know they are educators. They know what they're doing. They know they're 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 educating. They yeah. know what their professional role is. And I would say that they are definitely, you know, on board and and would not want to see. I would guess would not want to see educator taken out of the title. Yeah. But what I would worry about, and I think when you mentioned advocating that people coming into the sector who are mm. only going to be starting their level five, mm. say for example, in September, and it's early learning and care they might be okay with it because maybe they just don't realize the knock-on effect. Maybe they don't realize. And then all of a sudden they're qualified, they're working in the sector and they're going, hang on a second. Yeah. Why does she have a different qualification to me? Yeah. And I am educating here. I am a professional educator, you know. Yeah, and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what it's a bit like. It's a bit like um, secondary school teaching. I qualified, I'm post 2011. And I am teaching with people who are, who qualified kind of, you know, 12 months before me mm. and we're on a completely different pay rate. Yeah. So it's do you, you know us and them. And that's what you do and not it want. It causes yeah. division. It causes division. You can see it in staff rooms. Well, why should I be doing it? She's paid more than me. Mm. Yeah. It causes yeah. division. And we don't need more division. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've got enough division in our sector you know yeah and I think the thing is you know the role titles you know in nurturing skills the educator lead educator and the titles they reflect the titles in the in the the JLC you know and the ERO or the ERO pay rates that were negotiated mm -hmm. so you know <clears throat> it shouldn't matter it shouldn't affect people's um rates of pay right because if you're level five and six five you should be an educator you're an educator oh, if you're a level six you're a lead educator so absolutely. it shouldn't but it might, you know, on the ground. You well, know. are you going to, with an ELC qualification, will you be considered as quickly for management? Mm. Or for lead education? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you should when you look at what the, the courses cover, you know, they Absolutely. will be, they will cover. But it's just, there shouldn't have to be that question and that grey area. And isn't that the problem? It's just that we're introducing another level of complexity that's not required. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that is not required. And I would agree with you that the, the young people who are coming into the sector are probably not going to be as informed. I spoke to my daughter this morning. She's a first year degree, early years degree um, student. And her degree is very clearly ECEC. And I presume because that's what she went into it as, that's what her qualifications will say. But she said to me, she wants to go on and do a PME in primary school teaching. And she said, um, you know, if you end up with a degree in five years time in ELC, will that qualify you? And I said to her, well, it will because of the content and whatever. She said, yeah, but why, why make it awkward? It's just exactly. awkward. 
yeah why is nothing ever easy <laughs> yeah that's the why thing. is it, yeah do and know? you know what and what's really annoying about it paula is that there's no need for it hmm. and if there is a need apart from the as catherine's opponent said um what was it norm making the language um easier or more reflective of what we actually do hmm. you know well it doesn't but i mean if there's some other reason for this come out and tell us what it is because we don't understand yeah yeah and i can't see any positives like there are, there are no positives to change like why change something that doesn't need to be changed do you know it was it was a perfectly serviceable you know to what it, what it needed to do yeah. you know yeah and, and yeah. interesting like who said that it was difficult to understand? Who said it needed to be changed? You know, we go back to the ACP's, um, we were looking at this earlier, the ACP survey they did in 2022 yeah. that we were talking about, yeah. you know, and part of their findings was, was it that 98% of yeah. educators who responded yeah. or professionals who responded said that they were not aware of any consultation with the sector on changing the name? So well, I who- certainly was not involved in anything nor did I receive an email or was asked about it you were working in the sector I think at the time I was I heard nothing until after the fact do you know yeah. so why was it changed do you know and I who developed nurturing skills decided that this was going to be their contribution but there's n- absolutely nothing to back it up yeah yeah and I mean I don't think like early childhood education and care as a title doesn't undermine the child as a learner but early learning and care as a title undermines us as educators I think and that's the, and that's the problem you know like I have written down here you know if you look at everything that we do okay we've we have a curriculum framework if it's not education yeah. why have you got a curriculum framework well, it we blows have... Astra out of the water I actually wrote that in an assignment yeah. last month yeah. yeah um we have um what else was I going to say? We have a Department of Education inspection. If it's not yeah. education, why are we getting the Department of Education inspection? Do you know? Yeah. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, we are educating yeah. children. We are following a curriculum framework. We are, you know, creating learning experiences for them. We are mm-hmm. inspected by the department, you know. So if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, quack, it's a duck. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I think we've said I, I I think we've made our point. Yeah, I think so. I I don't think anybody will 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 have any difficulty understanding our um take on it. But you know, as a sector, we need to come together to do something about it. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think so... that's the important bit, Paula, is that we need we need to come together. There needs to be cooperation um amongst all of the different elements of the sector. And a very, very, very strong point needs to be put um, to the department on this. We are not happy. And I mean, I have spoken yesterday in the representative group conversation I was involved in. There were representatives, I would think, from the vast majority of bodies, et cetera, et cetera. And we are all universally agreed we don't like this. I have yet to meet somebody who says it's okay. Yeah. And, you know, myself, from my professional perspective, you know, as, you know, at the moment I'm, a PhD student and researcher mm-hmm. I've written a book that uh, about shield that's coming out soon and I'll I'll uh, yeah I'll, I'll I'll sing about that in another podcast but yeah. um and any any presentations I, I'm a lecturer any any lectures and presentations or papers that I write anything any learning material you will never find me talking about that I will refer to early childhood education and I will prefer, refer to professionals as educators do you know Absolutely. because um, I just yeah. refuse to use it 
I just refuse yeah. to use it. Absolutely. And my, my the, the, the people who work in my play schools are educators. I am a teacher and an educator. Mm. Um, and I teach childcare as well. And I just, there's apps. I mean, I teach. Yeah. <laughs> it's education. Do you know what mm. I mean? Mm. And you know what? I, 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 I mean, early learning and care conjures up, you know, a whole different images as far as I'm concerned to what we actually do on the ground. And it's just not our reality. It's not our day-to-day experiences. It's not our lived experiences and it's not real to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think okay. we'll leave it there. I think we've said what we what we, what we came here to say. So yeah. that was a long twenty minutes, wasn't it, Paula? <laughs> yeah, but look, you know, you've been listening to the EC Quality Ireland podcast. We'll have a lot more to come in twenty twenty three. So keep listening. We'd love you to share um, and to comment on our podcasts and let us know, um, you know, what you think and if you like them. And uh, you'll find us anywhere you find your podcasts: um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and. Um, that other place that I can't remember that we post but anywhere you'll find us just google us and uh, thanks for listening